I'm Daryl Baskin. You're listening to the future of real estate on your home for success. 105.7. Remember to find your next home at homeguidetulsa.com. One address, thousands of homes, homeguidetulsa.com. Let's talk probate and how it uh, how it intertwines with real estate. One of the biggest things that we have to deal with uh, when someone has passed is probate. Does the house have to go into probate? And our expert on this matter, Jamie Miller with Jamie Miller Law Firm. Uh, Jamie, tell us, how do you avoid probate in the first place with an estate plan? Sure, absolutely. So uh, there's a few ways to avoid probate. Uh, a very common way uh, would be through a, a trust. Uh, there are different types of trust, but for example, a revocable living trust, uh, then the house would, uh, there would be a new deed created that to transfer the house into the name of, of your trust, and that gets filed with land records. And then if that is done properly, uh, that would avoid a probate after after death. So the, the probate itself, what is that doing? Why do you want to avoid it? Sure. So, I mean, probate's not bad, um, but it, it is uh, time-consuming. There is one probate judge typically in each county, so one probate judge in Tulsa County. Um, it is very formulaic in terms of uh, the timelines uh, that are laid out. There's not a whole lot I can do to speed it up, um, and it is typically more expensive than uh, a typical trust, um, at least in my opinion. Uh, and also, you're waiting. Uh, why time might be a big deal. Let's say, for example, someone passes and the house needs to be sold uh, to pay debts, to pay uh, expenses and taxes, and then to pay out their, their, their heirs. Well, you're potentially waiting for the probate judge to tell you you can sell the house. So obviously someone is having to pay probably um, expenses and utilities and taxes on that house until that process is complete. So it can certainly be a burden on your, on your loved ones uh, to have to wait for that time period. What is that time period generally? Sure. So it depends on the type of sale. So it's kind of, um, the, I'll give you the obnoxious attorney answer of it depends. So, <laughs> you know, it could be anywhere from uh, 30 days after filing to, to longer. Uh, it just depends. Uh, I like to do a uh, Section 239 sale if, I, if at all possible. Um, and that is a shorter version. Uh, but it does require all the uh, beneficiaries or all the heirs to consent. So if there's any sort of conflict or if we can't find people, then that type of sale would not work. Well, it depends is actually a, a really great answer because I remember one where we I was selling a house, going through probate, and the judge was on vacation. So, you know, what would have taken ah. a few days is now taken uh, an extra 10 days or however long the vacation was. But it was, you know, the guy had to take a vacation, understandably. But uh, when sure. he was the only one, Absolutely. I guess he could do it. So getting into like looking at it from an estate plan side, how difficult is it to establish a trust? That sounds like it's for rich people. Sure. It's really not. Um, it really it's does. There's no wealth requirement at all. It is for people who want to avoid probate, uh, for one thing. Um, also, another thing I like about trusts would be uh, privacy. So obviously probates, you know, it's a public court proceeding. So you're not that people are necessarily, you know, trolling probate court, but if you would like for your for your business not to, not to be public, you would want to avoid <laughs> no. probate. If you'd like your business not to be everyone else's business, that can make a, a trust a good thing. Sounds like. Absolutely, yes. Uh, another thing I think a trust is great for is uh, flexibility. So if you're in probate court, um, whether you have a will or nothing at all, you're making uh, distributions um, and then the probate ends because you want to be able to close the probate. 
So if you want to give gifts to, say, your children or grandchildren over time, um, because, you know, 18-year-olds maybe aren't great with money, especially larger sums of money, um, so maybe you want to set some parameters either by age or milestones, you can do that in a trust. So you can have a trustee kind of uh, maybe pay for things like college or their um, rent and things like that, but not get the full sum of money until a certain age or milestone is met. So what is the difference between a trust and a living will? Sure. So a living will is also known as an advanced directive. So that is really just for uh, end of life healthcare situations. So completely different. Interesting. So an advanced directive would be used under what circumstances? Sure. So uh, three very specific end of life. So um, you might think a, a coma might be uh, one uh, example. And in the instance of um, a power of attorney, for example, we have uh, many cases where someone comes to us as realtors and says, well, I have a power of an, of attorney, but a power of attorney has to be specific to the property itself. You can't just have a general power of attorney, right? Can you speak to that? Sure. So there are different kinds of power of attorney. Um, so you can have a, or a, a power of attorney that is for a specific real estate transaction, uh, or you can have a, a more general financial power of attorney if, as long as you know those powers are listed. Uh, and I should mention also the uh, Oklahoma legislature has made some changes to the power of attorney statutes as of November 1st. And I think there will be some further uh, changes and corrections to come from that as well. Uh, there are, are some things that probably need, need to be addressed in that. Um, but you can have a, a power of attorney that is uh, work goes beyond the point of being incapacitated, or it could just be for a specific transaction. Uh, for example, someone being you know, out of town or overseas uh, while they're buying or selling a house, um, you can have a power of attorney for that to cover that situation. So again, we're talking about uh, that answer of it depends. Uh, a power of attorney is not <laughs> just an answer for everything. It has to be specific or, or will have a specific use. And that's where you need to talk to your attorney. Correct. So that this is why, while I think the internet is great for a lot of things, uh, it is not great for legal advice, in my opinion. So a do-it-yourself solution for estate planning um, is probably not the way to go. Well, <laughs> I've seen <laughs> lots of situations where attorneys are called to fix the do-it-yourself solution that didn't quite create the solution that it was intended to create. So, uh, Jamie, it's great to talk to you. Uh, J. Miller Law Firm is it what? J. Miller Law Firm, PLLC.com? Yes. Uh, really great to yes, talk to you. Correct. Thanks for taking time. We know that attorney's time is very valuable. So I appreciate talking to you today. Thank you so much for the opportunity. You're listening to the Market Experts Show with EXP Realty. I'm Daryl Baskin. Selling a house is a stressful event. Well, getting a divorce is an incredibly stressful event. Having to do both at the same time can be life-altering, literally life-altering. That's why you need a certified divorce real estate expert to handle the process of the sale of your home between you and your soon-to-be ex-spouse. Insist on using an expert who's certified in divorce real estate and able to represent both parties fairly to get you to the closing table and save your hard-earned equity. TulsaDivorceRealEstate.com.